Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you invite us every morning to be in your presence. Just to be in your presence is the greatest privilege for us, Lord to bask in that glory, to receive our fill from you in the spirit. So that when you pour yourself into our spirit, it is that presence, that glory that shines over us, that is weighing down on us, that decides what happens around us. And then as Romans 8.28, in the way we understand it kicks in. When we have given our hearts to you, when we submit ourselves to you, then we are able to resist the devil. We are resist, able to resist every temptation. We are able to stand tall in the revelation and the wisdom that comes from you. That helps us overcome every limitation and stand in victory. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you honor as we enter into your gates and into your courts to make our prayer in our communion with you. The same peace and joy that you poured into our hearts, Lord. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family, or are beneficiaries of any request that has been made on this prayer group, and with all those that have no one to pray for them. Lord, we offer ourselves our faith to stand in that gap. That when we release our faith, you are able to hover over everything that appears void in their life. And you give it life. You make it a new creation. You turn around that situation for their good. We thank you, Father. We also share your peace and joy with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. Yet your heart bleeds for them because they are your children. Quicken them, O oh Father. That they might turn around, call on your name and be delivered. Unless you quicken them, they cannot come to you. And as we make our prayer this morning, Father, we call on your name. <clears throat> the name of our maker, our creator. The name of the most high, the great I am, who dwells in the midst of the cherubims above the mercy seat. And he renews his mercy for us every morning. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The King of Kings, the Maker of the Universe, who is able to make every grace abound towards us. That when we acknowledge Him as our Shepherd, we shall be found lacking nothing. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the one who came to demonstrate to us the life of abundance that the Father has planned for our life when He created us in Genesis 1 verse 26. And in verse 28, He said, let them have dominion. Jesus came to demonstrate through his life that dominion. So when we study your word, Father, help us reflect on that, that we might be able to copy him when he said, follow me and I shall make you fishers of men. I shall make you ones that are abundant and dominant in this realm of the universe. Help us find that path and take it up, Lord. As you have recorded it, it is your will in your word. 
He is the one that is our rock on which we are able to build that foundation of our life, our Christian experience. The Lion of Judah, who leads us in the day of battle. The Lord who heals and is our daily bread, our manna come down from heaven. That when we journey towards your kingdom, Father, up until we enter your kingdom, that manna does not stop falling from heaven. And we pray in the name of your spirit, the spirit of truth and life, the spirit of light and of the living God, the spirit of victory, who powered Jesus' ministry in those three years, making it ever so effective. That same spirit now gives life to our mortal body. That when we partner with him and we raise our prayer in our spirit, every gift that you have given in us is activated. And every step we take, Lord, is a step in the light that you provide us, is a step in line with your kingdom purposes and fulfills that mission, that purpose for our life for which you have placed your talent on us. That the talent that you have given this, your servants, Lord, be multiplied and not be buried in the ground, but be used for the glory of our King and for the growth of his kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with family, with friends, with angels, with destiny, help us. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer, for the gift of your word, the testament to which we can adhere. And when we obey that word as your will and follow that plan that you give us there on how we should do things, the outcome is guided by that law. It cannot fail. We thank you, Father. And as we get into today's reflection, today I'd like to stress on the importance of worship when starting your prayer. <clears throat> the connection with God is important before we talk to him. Nobody starts talking when the phone is still ringing, when you make a phone call. You wait till the other person answers the call and then talk. And so it is with God. Do not start talking before that connection is established. But today in particular, I just want to reflect on a scripture that actually tells you what that worship is worth in its least. And I'm not even going into spiritual growth now. This is just the basics. It is the least that he will do. Let's look at Exodus 23, verse 25 onwards. And I'll read it as we go, have a few notes and points of reflection in it. So we'll read from verse 25 onwards till the end, till about 31, 32. So 25 says, worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. So that's the first assurance. Your basic need is taken care. Then he says, I will take away sickness from among you. Food and water taken care, sickness removed. It doesn't end there. Verse 26. And none will miscarry 
or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. He's saying not just aborted and you won't even live a short life. Those that are there as well. So no miscarriages. Not just in, the, in, in terms of uh, pregnancies, but it's also in terms of projects, in terms of work, in terms of your destiny. Cannot be miscarried. Neither will it go empty that you started something and it failed. So none will miscarry or be barren in your land. And he says, I will give you a full lifespan. It will not die prematurely either. When you see such kind of things happening in your life or around you, use that as spiritual wisdom to discern, Lord, let me now apply the tactic that you have given me in verse 25 that says, worship the Lord your God. Get into worship mode is what the answer there is. Verse 27 now, it says, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter, meaning every roadblock, every obstruction, anyone that stands in front of you to block you. Then he says, again, continuing in verse 27, I will make all, not some, all your enemies turn their backs and run. So when I look at this verse, I am reminded of Romans 8 verse 31, which says, if God is for us, and Paul said, well, what can I say? If God is for us, who can be against us? This is what it really means. Verse 27, where he's saying, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation. So see, first he's saying, I'll throw them into confusion and I'll make them turn around and run away. And we see that happen exactly in the valley of Jehoshaphat, where the three nations that came to battle against Israel were thrown into confusion. They fought against each other. And those that lived, escaped, the Israelites chased them and killed them as well. Now moving on, verse 28. What else has he said? He said, I will send the hornet. This is like a swarm of wasps, giant wasps. That's what a hornet is. I will send a hornet, which essentially is saying is my army, ahead of you to drive the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites out of your way. Anything that occupied what belongs to you, anything that seeks to steal your destiny, your inheritance, and occupy it, the job that should have been yours, that has been snatched, your blessings that the Lord has kept for you, your career, your success, your abundance, where you should be living a good life and are actually living in misery. If that is happening in your life today. Any of these symptoms are there in your life? Look at what the solution is. The very first line there, verse 25 says, get into worship mode. That hornet will drive out Drive them out so that you can take charge of what rightfully belongs to you. And then I'll move, jump directly to verse 31. Now here he says, I will establish your borders, meaning secure them so that they cannot be infringed. There he spoke about your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea. So he's even 
described the borders and he says from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the desert to the Euphrates River, he will define what is your inheritance specified very clearly. And then he goes on to say, now this line is important. I will give into your hands the people who live in the land and you, not I, not anyone else, you will drive them out before you. He's talking about empowering you and putting your enemy in your control. So what is he saying here? In verse 27, he said, I will send my terror and throw them into confusion. Then in verse 28, he said, I will send the hornet, my army, and drive them out of your way, meaning first confuse them and then move them out of your way so that you can move forward. And then they can no longer bother you. And now in this verse, he is saying, I will give them into your hands, meaning they will be overpowered and weak and they will come under your control. And you will have the satisfaction of driving them out of what belongs to you so that you can then take charge of it. Yes, you will. Not God, not Brother Vivek, not any other preacher. You will. That's what this verse says. So you need to bear that in mind. It is up to you to demonstrate your faith and stand boldly when you are required to stand bold. Not be needy at any times, just down on your knees saying, God, please help. If God has said it, he will do his part. You must do your part. But beware. When all such things try to happen, we start to become overconfident as well. So he says, beware. Let's look at the next verse. Why? He says, do not make a covenant with them or with their gods. Meaning, do not get into an understanding. Let's negotiate and let's solve it that way. Do not, verse 33, do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare for you. We often tend to compromise God. That high-paying job is not coming. Let me take the low-paying option. That's exactly what the devil wants for you. The destiny that God has written for you, when it is coming near, he'll offer the cheaper option. He did the same with Abraham. When Isaac was coming, he pushed Hagar near and said, well, let him have a son through Hagar and forget about Sarah. Many a times, well, Abraham withstood that and even though Ishmael came, he held on to the, the vision that God gave him and he persevered till Isaac was born. But many of us would actually stop at Ishmael and say, that's it, I've got my son. I know my inheritance will come here. I don't need to worry anymore. The cheaper option, the easier way, the alternative, and your destiny of your Isaac would actually get aborted. So beware, he says, do not make a covenant with them. Do not compromise with them or with their gods. Do not even let them live in your land. Sometimes we tend to, well, if the problem can't go away, I'm just going to live with it. And this is what he's saying here in verse 33. Do not even let that problem live in your land. 
Sometimes we still live with an alcohol habit and we say, Lord, whatever is your will. And God is saying, get rid of the habit. So do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me. So as soon as we see healing or answered prayer, many a times we go back to our old lives once again. This is a warning for us here. Do not go back to laziness. Do not go back to prayerlessness. Do not go back to any kind of mistake that you have made in the past that has actually brought the problem on you. Look at and try to identify what was the cause of you falling into that situation in the first place. Identify that. Do not let it live in your land. Cast it out. Remove that habit from your life. Ask the Father for grace to get rid of that habit. It is not okay to just try things once. Do not give the enemy an opportunity by saying, I shall just have one drink. I shall just smoke once. I shall just try that addictive drug once. Hold your ground and persevere. Even if all the people at that occasion, all your friends insist, try it once. There's nothing wrong with it. When you hold your ground and persevere, that's when the results increase. But if you are seeing those symptoms, the first thing to do is go into worship mode. Connect and reconnect with the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand this unending love, the unchangeable love that you have for us. And we look to your word for all these kind of principles that you share in your word for us. So that when we understand the mechanisms that will help overturn circumstances that we have fallen into, we are able to use that spiritual intelligence that you have mentioned hidden in your word like scriptures like these. And we are able to rise above the limited circumstance to regain our ground and our abundance. We ask for this edification in our spirit today. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our families, those of our prayer group. We pray especially for all those that are battling sickness and disease this day, that are hospitalized or will undergo any kind of surgeries or procedures. We pray for all families that are embattled. We pray for all those that are yoked under any kind of stronghold in their life, including joblessness, including financial challenges, including busyness and prayerlessness as well. Well-meaning people that are just not connected with you. And so what we have just discussed in this reflection, Father, is what their lives are going through, simply because they do not know what that solution is or are not too keen to find an answer in your word, but are looking at answers everywhere else. We ask for a quickening in their spirit as well, Lord. We pray also for those members of our family and our friend circle that are not yet saved. That their hearts be quickened in the spirit, they might be renewed and be returned to you, Lord. 
they call on your name, Jesus. And we know that everyone that calls on your name cannot end up in shame. It is not possible. So, Father, we cover everyone that we are praying for this day by your precious, the precious blood of Jesus. We pour and plead that blood over every member of every family that is part of this ministry. We put on our angels and dispatch them in accordance, you know, on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, and terrorism. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith, we make it our prayer of agreement in the spirit. That prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shanta Kadadia, Sada Kadadia, Sada Kadada, Sada Kadada, Sada Kadadia, Sada Kadadia, Sada Kadada, Sada Kadadia, Sada Kadadia, Sada Kadadia, Sada Kadadia, Sada
Santa Papa, Santa Catadia, Santa Catadia, Santa Kia, Santa Kia, Santa Catada, Papa, Santa Catadia, Santa Catapa, Papa, Santa Kia, Papa, Papa, Santa Kia, Santa Kia, Papa, Pia, Santa Catadia, Santa Catapa, Yangia, Santa Kia, Santa La La La, Santa Catadia, Santa Catadia, Santa Catadia, Shadaha, <laughs> Shanta <laughs> <laughs> 
Santa Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence this morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you for a powerful reflection this morning. The words that were spoken to me while we were praying just then, come, worship me with all your heart. The scripture I've been given is from Psalms 138, 1 and 2. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the angels, I sing your praise. I bow down towards your holy temple. And give thanks to your name for your mercy and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above everything your name and your word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your holy and living word this morning that were given to us, Lord, that you say we shall serve you, Lord, and our God. You're saying I will bless your bread and your water. You will take care of our sickness, Lord. You will send your army to defend us. I thank you, Lord for these beautiful living words of yours this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your words that you are asking us to come and worship you, to come and praise you with all our heart this morning. We thank you for the grace and the blessing of each other and our prayer group and everyone who listens, Lord. Lord, you are an awesome God. We love you. And may the best blessing and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your loved ones, and all you speak to and come in contact with today. 
and just the, your presence that you carry Jesus, that you will be a blessing to everyone who is even in your distance. And may the light of Christ that is in you shine brightly to others today. Have a blessed day. And thank you for joining us this morning on our encounter with the Lord. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Shanine. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.